0: keep on the sunny side always on the sunny side keep on the sunny side of life it will help us every day it will brighten all the way if you keep on the sunny side of life Hey there, this is the the cabin talk for uh, the early part of uh, January 2024. Here we are, 2024. Uh, I was thinking about uh, one of our speakers, a, a brother that goes to our church, and just a great servant of the Lord, Gary Floyd, who handles disaster relief. And I'll talk more about that a little bit as we go. But he spoke to our senior adult group. And one of the things he talked about is just the idea of being prepared, about having a plan and thinking things ahead. It's such a big it got me thinking about what a big idea that is in terms of of our lives and and uh, so many areas of our life. If you think about the need, the Bible says in, in Proverbs 22, 23, I'll just read it to you. The prudent sees evil and hides himself, but the knave goes on and is punished for it. I love the messages version of this. It says, a prudent person sees trouble coming and ducks. A simpleton walks blindly and is clobbered. I remember being a Boy Scout uh, years ago and um, their motto be prepared. Don't be that person that becomes a problem to other people because you didn't prepare yourself. And this can very easily happen. Now, there's many areas that we can uh, make preparations for, and these are done in faith and seeking God's wisdom. You know, there is a preparation that comes through prayer. The Bible says that um, if, In Galatians 5.16, it says so much of our ability to overcome temptation is um, based on our prayer life, how steady we are. It says, walk by the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, if you don't get flipped over, don't get into that illusion that if I just get my act together, then I can walk by the Spirit. He's saying walk in dependence, walk in a constant attitude of prayer, And you will see temptation coming. You will be prepared for what comes your way. You'll be ready. You know, sometimes we we kind of are the proverbial um, person who practices for the game after they've already lost it. In other words, we do a lot of praying like, oh God, I'm sorry I blew it or I shouldn't have done that. But if we would have walked by the Spirit, if we would have prepared our own hearts, if we would have had prepared hearts, we would have not stumbled in the first place. Uh, there's mental preparation. We have to give time to mentally prepare, to let our minds be renewed. Um, you know, he says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, uh, First Timothy says in chapter 4, verse 16, take heed, pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. For in doing this, you will both save thyself and them that hear thee. In other words, the idea here is that you pay attention to yourself, think, use your mind. What's going on in my life? Be self-reflective, and to your teaching, the things that you're teaching, both in life and in content, pay close attention to it, Um, take heed to it. And in doing this, you will grow. You'll, You'll you'll both save yourself. You'll sanctify yourself and you'll have a sanctifying effect on other people your kids and your family and the people around you now there is a fact is that other people are affected by how our walk is going and so uh, use the mental preparation get in god's word spend time there read things that cause you to think about god and then there's bodily preparation a lot of people get focused on that this time of year all those health club uh, memberships and you bought that new piece of exercise equipment. Good for you. You bought a new pair of tennis shoes. You're going to, you know, get in better shape, take care of yourself as a new year's um, commitment. And I, and I really want to commend you to do that. One of my good friends said he's going to walk 2,024 miles in 2024, which is about five or six miles a day. Um, Great, that's good. But there is bodily preparation. You know, Paul said that um, I discipline my body in 1 Corinthians 9, 27. And I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. He recognized that discipline, practicing and disciplining yourself, is a whole life experience the term body here is the idea of the whole life um you know, there's a lot of people i've known who have very great minds and they have uh they were people who in many ways um uh were had spiritual mindedness but they're physical it never transmitted into the embodied faith they're, they didn't take care of themselves and they were greatly limited some died early one of my really good friends died in his, at 45 because of this you know you know the axiom you've heard me say uh, over and over again is live as long as you can as strong as you can to God's glory now i i realize that there's a lot of things that people say that are contradictory but you just do your part. So you you can't, I don't know anything about how this age defying stuff and longevity and, but the reality is, is you want to live as long as you can, as strong as you can. So, um, there's some obvious things you already know about, you know, exercise, um, keep moving, don't cave in. And I find as you get older, it's easier just to give ground. It gets a little harder to push yourself. But the harder it is to push yourself, the harder you need to push yourself is really kind of a fact. Diet, um, you know, listen to the people around your life. Talk to your health care provider about how you ought to live your life. Uh, you know, the basic truths about, um, about preparing your body to live strong as long as you can to God's glory. Uh, don't sit too much. Uh, don't eat too much. You know, this is a, there's a very basic uh, Christian practice that is often neglected called fasting is to regulate um, food as one type, but it could be other things as well. Don't drink too much. You know, uh, don't be drunk with wine, which is a waste. The Bible says is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. Don't smoke too much. Now, the reality is, is probably smoking is not really great for your health ever. But the idea here is to You know, take care of yourself. And by the way, there's another one. Don't work too much. You've got to get sleep. Um, There's no prayer life that will substitute for a good night's sleep. And then, you know, this is what Paul was writing to the impact of the physical uh, temptation of of sexual immorality and how the body was used in that and the misuse of the body. And this is a real thing right now as far as um, the temptations that people deal with. But Paul makes this point about the body in general in 1 Corinthians six nineteen. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. He's saying this physical temple we've got, it's not ours. We need to take good care of it. And then there's life prep. And this is kind of what my friend Gary was talking about you know, um, we live in, uh, where we are right here. Some of you are in other places, but if there is a major disaster, earthquake or some, something like that, big storm, um, this is true sometimes for wildfires too, although it's a little more, a little trickier figuring that out, but you need to be prepared to be on your own with water and food and And whatever needs you have, medications or whatever, you need to be prepared for seven to 14 days. And you need to have a plan. And maybe that's going to include your kids, or maybe that's going to include your church, or maybe that's going to include you're going to go somewhere if you can. But many of the areas of Lewis County are little islands that would be cut off because in certain situations, bridges would be out, etc. You know, the Bible says, use wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Uh, For by me, your days will be multiplied and years of life will be added to you. And if you are wise, you will be wise for yourself. And if you scoff, you alone will bear it. Now you can just scoff and dismiss this and it's easy to do. But I do want to tell you, um, one of the things that Gary said is that people who have a plan, that's the number one um, as far as getting through something, surviving a really difficult time thing, a disaster, that's the number one thing. They had a plan. You can adjust plans, but you need to have a plan. And the great thing about you being prepared is that you don't become somebody else's burden and you can help uh, the averages up to five other families because you have taken preparations. And then there's also the Bible talks about something very obvious, there is life prep, but there's also death prep. You know, the fact is is that we're not going to last. And so Psalm 92 says, "So teach us to number our days that we might present to you a heart of wisdom." You know, you want to present a heart of wisdom to people uh, um, and to yourself. You want to be smart about uh, your future. And so thinking about making preparations, I'm not going to live forever. So what am I going to do? What's my plan? You know, I've done all this to accumulate things, but have I made plans for what happens when I'm not here? You know, and don't make assumptions that you will, because James 4.13 says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year in there, engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You're just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills it, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to one who knows that is right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. You know what he's saying? You know you're not going to last or that life is uncertain. So do what you know you need to do. I know there's some things I've been thinking about. And maybe you need to, too. And it doesn't matter you're never too young to start this. Make sure you have a will about your desires for what happens to your your stuff, your assets, if you have them, or what you want. Don't leave that in a big mess for other people. Secondly, update it if it's been outdated, and that's something that's on my list to do. And, and here's the other thing. Include God in your will. You know, if you uh, are a person who faithfully practices you know, tithing as a follower of Jesus, you ought to think about that I, that principle in your will about to your church or to different things that you think are really going to be God-honoring that will do good with that. And I think the most important thing about our, our assets and our will is put those in the hands of people who do the most good in the world. Um, and then another thing that oftentimes we don't think about, make sure that you have an advanced directive. And that means that you've, and we have some things for that, that some worksheets for that if you want to use it, that if something happens to you where you're mentally, mentally and maybe mentally incapacitated, that there are people that already know, they have this written out, this is what you want done. Don't burden your family with having to make terribly hard healthcare choices for you without any understanding of what you might want. And I know those are... Difficult and uncomfortable, but you know, the prudent person sees things coming, sees evil coming, sees trouble coming, and hides himself. But the fool just gets clobbered. And we don't want to be the people that get clobbered, and we don't want the people that we love to get clobbered because we didn't plan. So be prepared. Like the Boy Scouts say, make that your motto this month. Be prepared. Get some of that stuff done. And I I do want to remind you, this Sunday, we're talking about this series of messages called Why Church? And then this week, we're going to talk about why TFBC. Now, TFBC may not be your church, and you may be plugged in someplace else, but it'll still apply to whatever church that you're a part of. And if you are a part of uh, TFBC, to rethink why it's important for you to be not just a regular attender, a weekly attender, but to really invest yourself in why it's important to you so that you can articulate it to each other and to others. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for your generosity as you use the give, giving option um, on our website. And thank you for praying for us. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on Sunday, either in the worship service or at the breakfast class at 930 or um, both. God bless you.